Hi, and welcome to Cosmic Style, where we explore mystical modalities like tarot, astrology, lunar living, and magic to help us live better lives. I'm Leah, a tarot consultant, professional astrology nerd, and cosmic stylist. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome to a astro tarot episode where we examine the cards associated with the current zodiac season, in this case Sagittarius, and we dig into them, do a little bit of a meditation on these cards, reflect, um, and hopefully this can help you think about the themes of these cards and Sagittarius and the ways they might be showing up in your life now during this time or after and hopefully understand the tarot a little better if that's something of interest to you so before we fully jumped in i just wanted to do a couple of my promo announcements um if learning tarot is something you're interested in if you're building your knowledge base you've been playing with it for a little while or you're fairly new to it and figuring out you know how to learn it all um, I have a four-week course class workshop I don't know what are we calling things these days um, workshop I don't know um, <laughs> Anyway, it's called Magical Tarot Spells Shadow and Shine, and it's a pre-recorded class, um, so it can be self-paced, or you can drag it out or pace it out, rather, for over the four weeks, as I initially did, um, where we put aside the guidebook. Um, so just if you've been doing card pulls for yourself and you just have been looking up definitions pretty regularly and you can't seem to really connect with the deck or you just want to like refresh your connection with the deck or come at it from a new way um we kind of put the books aside and find new ways in to connect with the cards so i use different types of exercises like breath work and meditations to explore the cards a little bit more like guided meditations a bit different than what we're doing today doing a little bit more reflecting um but and we also talk about how we can use uh the tarot in magical practices and how we can do some shadow work with the tarot as well so it's it's just it's about learning the tarot in a non-linear way as opposed to just memorizing definitions i think memorizing definitions is part of learning the tarot it is a lot of arcane wisdom packed into these 78 cards that sure we all we all need to um, learn and learn the definitions, but I think there's other ways in that we can really connect with the cards, and that's what ends up making us really good readers is when we have personal connections and ties to these energies. So again, Magical Tarot, Spell, Shadow, and Shine, if you are interested in digging in a little deeper, especially, you know, it's, it's the day of the Gemini full moon today as I'm recording this and Sagittarius season. I know I feel extra curious and want to learn on these days uh, as well. And also, if you would like to book a year ahead tarot or astrology reading or gift one to a mystical friend, 
that is available on my website, leahvanderbilt.com. I'll put links in the show notes to all of this fun stuff. Um, so today, the cards of Sagittarius season um, are, <laughs> we're exploring temperance, uh, which is the card that is associated with um Sagittarius, the sign of Sagittarius in this is coming from like the golden dawn tradition. So I also open you up to like, think about these astrological associations with the cards, uh, explore them, um, see if it can enrich your understanding of the cards and or the zodiac sign itself. And yeah, if it doesn't vibe with you, cool. You don't have to abide by this system at all. You can kind of make up your own associations um, with the the zodiac and the tarot um, as you go along. But yeah, these are kind of this standard grouping of of astrological associations within the tarot. So then we also have the Wheel of Fortune, and the Wheel of Fortune is associated with Jupiter, which is the ruler, the ruling planet of Sagittarius. So those are our two major arcana cards, those big energies, those big shifts in our evolution and our understanding. And uh, then in the minor arcana, um, it's the eight, nine, and ten of wands are associated with Sagittarius and with the kind of 30 degree wedge of Sagittarius in the zodiac. And more specifically, the eight of wands is associated with Mercury in Sagittarius, the nine of wands is associated with the moon in Sagittarius, and the ten of wands is associated with Saturn in Sagittarius. So, I've got these cards, my Tradish Smith Rider Waite deck in front of me, my teaching deck, my learning deck, <laughs> my reading deck that I use most often, um, and these cards to me bring up a lot about around the themes of alchemy and change, finding flow in our lives, adaptability, learning from experiences, recentering, managing our energy, uh, and releasing and transforming what you can no longer carry. Again, that alchemy piece, I kind of really have been feeling the, the circular nature of these cards, especially the minor arcana, they kind of circle back to one another. But um, yeah, even, even in, with those majors as well, um, there's this real, you can see the kind of circular nature where it's like we expand and then we contract a little bit and then we expand again and we contract a little bit and then it just, we, we keep going on this, on this loop. And that's, I mean, that's tarot in a micro, right? Like tarot, the whole tarot kind of shows us that as well, that expansion and contraction dance. Um, as we learn and grow and um, and evolve. So let's jump into temperance. Again, astrological association is the sign of Sagittarius. Um, and this, you know, we see the imagery of an angel and they have one foot on land, one in water, maybe floating on the water. Um, and there's this path leading down to this pond um with the sun rising in the background and the sun rising over these mountains that this path is leading away from and there's this angel is holding two cups and they're sort of blending and pouring water between the two cups in this sort of magical 
unnatural kind of way. And temperance can indicate a new phase of life. This is the card. This is card number 14. It comes right after the death card. It comes after 13. Death is associated with Scorpio. If you listen to our Scorpio uh, season cards. Um, and so, yeah, like what happens after something dies off, after there's an ending? Of course, there's a new beginning, a new phase of life. In this case, it's one that's more aligned with your spirit and your inner self. And this concept of blending together and embracing is really central to temperance. It's this idea of like harmonizing all these parts of you, uh, blending them together, that blending, not to dampen your fire, you know, that Sagittarius fire, that get up and go, but to channel your power more deliberately. We want to harmonize these parts of ourselves. We don't want to deny any parts of ourselves, right? Or put ourselves into a box. We want to alchemize. We want to bring together these different things. There's, you know, the intersection of your conflicting parts is where your magic lives. I'm thinking about like Venn diagrams of all your skills and your interests, your passions, um, your experiences, what you, the, the, the cards you were dealt coming into this life, you know, and then your magic being situated at the point where they all overlap. Um, and when you can bring together your supposed, you know, contradictions or parts that just don't seem to fit together or like intuition and logic or masculine and feminine shadow and light, you actually can alchemize your experiences in something new when those things are brought together, when we accept all of those pieces. So just to keep in mind with temperance energy, you know, moderation, I think we think of like temperance movement here in America, which is, you know, very puritanical. But if we can kind of think about like the process of tempering just being this, you know, it, it actually has a lot to do with like adding extreme temperatures. So that's like where I think about this blending happening of these polarities, but it's also about like timing and making sure we've got our timing right. So like moderation or a slower pace might be needed uh, when we're in temperance energy, you know, it's like having that like up level into that new phase of life. It's like, okay, get a lay of the land, take it, a, take it a little slower. Um, and also accepting your limitations, I think is another side of the spectrum of this card. Obviously Sagittarius really dreams big. There's a buoyancy to it. There's a great vision. And sometimes, especially when working with temperance as a reverse card, or just depending on the sort of question that you're asking that temperance comes up for, it can be like, okay, accept your limitations of where you are right now in time and space in the, again, the cards that you were dealt, the the experiences that you've had and start to work within that because sometimes those limitations can be very, very freeing and we can really like come up with our most creative stuff in that box, in that limitation. So if you're feeling stuck, call on your cosmic team to help. Ask for signs of affirmation to guide you. This is obviously a bit of a spiritual card. There's an angel here. It's like spirit guides, your cosmic team, whatever you want to call them, angels, obviously. Um, call on them. Ask them for help if you're if you're just not quite sure like what's going on, what to do. Like build out your own 
meaning system or symbols that you're looking for and you know ask that ask them for help along the way using those those guideposts um of you know your own personal symbolism okay I am getting a little into the woo now, but some questions you can ask yourself around temperance energy, you know, where do I feel like I'm entering a new stage of life? What wisdom have my experiences given me? Uh, Where am I ready for an up level? And what can I alchemize to get there? Um, I am offering questions for each of these cards because that's the way I work with these cards best. So feel free to journal with them or meditate on them, whatever works for you. So our next card, Wheel of Fortune, associated with Jupiter, the ruling planet of Sagittarius. And the wheel, you know, at its most basic is change. Change is the only constant. Let's embrace it, shall we? you know, we're in a mutable sign, mutable season. That's when it's the end of the season when we're kind of changing, alchemizing the fall to winter or spring to summer, depending on your hemisphere. Um, and, you know, you can let yourself get tossed around by circumstance, by by the changes that are out of our control, which most of them are. Um, you know, we can see these figures sort of on the outside of the wheel. So if you're, if you think about a wheel, if you're on the outside of it, yeah, you're going to get like tossed around a lot. So we want to actually learn how to stay within the center of ourselves, of our, of our own wheel. And by doing that, you know, by centering ourselves with a connection to ourselves or connecting to our intentions or our values that can actually help us deal with change so much better than just feeling like a victim to to the changes in circumstance so yeah we have the figures kind of you can get like undertow of the wheel here or we can kind of think about it's like all right how can i how can i reconnect to myself and my intentions or my what i really want for myself or what i really believe in to help me move through all this newness and yeah, we don't want to swim against the current, um, in, especially when we're dealing with Wheel of Fortune energy. We want to learn how to adapt to it and flow with it in a way that's helpful to us or at least um, doesn't feel so chaotic <laughs> to us. Um, this card is really, it's like an amplifier. Jupiter is an amplifier. It will expand whatever is already present. So in order to work with it in a healthy way, we want to focus on what we can control as opposed to all of the circumstances outside of ourselves that we cannot. So what can we control? We can control our perspective and our approach to things. We can re- control our responses, hopefully to a certain degree. Um, and it can really indicate just a new awareness of responsibility, like your role in your life. Um, it's such an interesting card and dynamic because it's like, of course, we're, we're sort of at this crossroads between it's fate and um, conscious choice, you know? And we there there's this beautiful melding and um, magic happening there at this, at the meeting of these two things, right? So 
um, just having this awareness of like your responsibility for your perspective, your approach, your reactions or responses. We can't always control our reactions, but we can control our responses. Um, yeah, that, that awareness of like taking responsibility for those things and then letting like the, being comfortable in your responsibility there can actually be very healthy in allowing all the other things to unfold. Um, and there's also an opportunity to break old patterns, breaking cycles, thinking about that and that dynamic. And, you know, when we're breaking one cycle, we're starting a new one. So it can really bring up the consciousness around cycles that can actually help us make new choices consistently over time. Like once we're aware of the hardwired reactions we have, the cycles that we're already in and perpetuating, if it's not something that we want to keep perpetuating, the awareness is the first the first step there, right? Being able to see it and see what's going on here. And I kind of always think about that zoomed out perspective of Sagittarius where it's like on the cliff top looking at what they want to take aim on and being able to like survey and see like oh yeah okay I see that I see that pattern now how can we how can we change this how can we get out of this so yeah I think the tarot and a lot a lot of tarot teachers and readers always emphasize this free will that we all have right to make changes to take actions but um, the, the wheel can kind of remind us that like, we're not, even when we feel like we're acting from free will, it can be a little bit more complicated and muddied because a lot of times we're rea- reacting with the cycles and the systems that we put in place to protect ourselves. So that's on automatic loop. And sometimes it's like, oh, right. I thought I was making this decision, but really it's just perpetuating this cycle of, and, and that cycle protected me for a while, but I have since outgrown that. So it's just, again, that awareness and acknowledgement of these, these cycles and these patterns in our lives. And we want to slow down a little bit in the wheel where we can and find ways to anchor ourselves, find ways to come home to ourselves and acknowledge, you know, what's within us that can keep us at the center that wheel <laughs> my the, the wheel symbolism is real so questions you can ask yourself with wheel of fortune what cycles am i ready to break what cycles am i ready to start where am i fighting against the current how can i steady myself as i adapt and what do I want to amplify in my life? What do I want to make bigger? What do I want to embrace more of? You know, we can focus on those, those positive things as well to use the wheel to our advantage. Okay, moving on to our minor arcana. So again, this, is, um, this corresponds to the uh, astrological decans in which each zodiac sign is divided into three equal parts so there are three decans within each sign and therefore the zodiac is sort of broken up into 36 smaller pieces that we can correlate to the minor arcana in the tarot from two to ten in the minors the aces are kind of their own pure elemental piece so we're dealing with the eight nine and ten of wands um and 
because Sagittarius is fire and wands are fire. And then Sagittarius is a mutable or changeable sign that comes at the end of the season. So therefore it comes at the end of the minor arcana. So the eight, nine, 10 of wands is really this journey around transformational action and what we can take on energetically and what we kind of need to negotiate or need to stabilize within this this creative process you know like wands are so tied to creativity transformational action like spirit it's our vitality it's our get up and go our motivation and so there's so much fun creative action that can happen in the wands and then here at the end we're just learning how to be a little bit more reflective on it harness it a little bit better acknowledge those limitations a little bit um and figure out how we can do it all again, but maybe do it in a way that's in better alignment for our energy and our capacity. So eight of wands is associated with Mercury and Sagittarius. And, you know, we just see it's this very like simple image of eight wands flying through the air. I always kind of associate them with arrows. You know, we're talking, we're in Sagittarius season. We're talking about the archer thinking about, you know, taking aim and then letting these arrows go and fly through the air. So we are dealing with the pacing of things and it really gives this vibe. It's like, it's all happening. It's, it's moving. Things are on the move. It's changing. It's at a, going at a swift pace. And so it's like, now's the time to move or like flow with the current here. And, you know, you can send, say, start the thing, like get the, if the motion isn't already carrying you, like, let's get it going. Um, and there's kind of a certain urgency to this card. I think it, it, like it kind of says like, use the magic while you have it. Use this wind in your sails, you know, carpe diem. Um, and it is an energy of things falling into place. So a lot of times, again, it's like those changes of the wheel. It's like we don't quite have a control over it, but it's like feeling like we are able to go with the flow here. And what we do want to do is like prepare as much as we can, take aim towards the things we really want and let it take shape, you know, let go a little bit when after we've let the arrow go and it's soaring through the air, there's not much left we can do, right? We kind of have to like step back a little bit and watch it happen. So on the other side of the spectrum though, of this card, you know, there's, it can call for delays or frustrations, um, or just be a, a, a message to slow down. Um, we, because it is Mercury, Mercury and Sagittarius, Mercury is actually in detriment in Sagittarius because it rules, um, Gemini, its opposite sign. So when it's in the opposite side, it's technically in detriment. But I actually like don't find Mercury to be all that bad in Sagittarius. I think, you know, it can maybe lack a little bit like of the details or the focus. Um, so we just want to be mindful of that, right? When things start picking up, it's good to like remind ourselves, like, why did I start this thing in the first place? Like come back to that the why or come back to your initial initial goals to ground and reassess and um we really want to focus on our alignment here right so and what i mean by alignment is kind of like you know choosing intentions that are 
true to you, feel like good in your heart, feel like they are in step with your values. You know, figuring out your values might be the first step, then the intentions, and then taking action on those things, taking actions in alignment with the intentions, with the values, with the stuff that is at your root, with what you want and where you want to go, and then like actually taking the action to make it happen. But I actually, I love this card. I think it can be a really magical card for just like getting things moving or getting somewhere quickly. Um, I, um, my brilliant, one of my tarot mentors, T. Susan Chang of the book 36 Secrets, where she goes into the minor arcana and um, in this uh, astrological Deccan template, she has on her Etsy page. I think she's Taroista on Etsy. Um, I will try to find links for all of this, but she makes luggage tags with the eight of wands on them. And I have them on all of my luggage now. And it is my little travel spell. It's always part of a little travel spell where it's like, I just want to get there swiftly and efficiently as possible. And this eight of wands energy really with that Mercury plus the Sagittarius of like the broadening the horizons, the traveling and the Mercury being that messenger, the swiftness wants to exchange, wants to move fast. So it can like, yeah, help your luggage land where it's supposed to or help you land where you're supposed to in an efficient manner. I just love it. Um, it hasn't let me down yet. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, there, there's this, the momentum is my key word for this. Like there, it's like, there's something there, some, some magic in place that can kind of carry you where you want to go. You just want to make sure you're touching in to make sure you're actually pointed in the right direction. Um, oh, I didn't ask questions for this card. Okay, sorry. I'm looking at my show notes and I didn't do it. Or maybe they got moved. Anyway, okay. So yeah, questions for this, the eight of wands. Um, yeah, where where do you want to direct your energy right now? Where can you find a sense of peace in going with the flow? And how can you work with the energy at hand? And what do you want to take aim towards right now? Okay, our nine of wands. Um, we This card is associated with the moon in Sagittarius. And we kind of see this wounded a uh, weary person that is surrounded by their their wands. So this can sort of indicate this buildup of energy of of things that have been taken on and responsibilities and there's just a little bit of a it can sometimes feel like a trap or you know like you're boxed in by by these these energies or these things that you've said yes to or taken on. And this is a card, the message to me is always kind of like, don't give up. You may be feeling towards the end of your rope, but there is a finish line in sight. You know, one of the key words for those cards is like tenacity and this, this strength that builds with a little bit of pressure. And um, whatever you're working towards might require like one final push or effort. Like, and, and it, it might just feel like, 
you don't have the strength to do it. But this is always a nice reminder. It's like you have the strength to do it. Back yourself. You do not need to have your energy dialed up to 11. We can bring it to a simmer. Gather yourself. Gather your energy. Touch grass. Do what you need to do. It can. You may be being called to a new phase of self-care or nervous system care in order to bolster you for this next phase. So you really want to like find the things that fuel you, take breaks where you need to, find a little bit more like fluidity between like the on-off button, right? They're like allow for a little bit more nuance where it's like, okay, how can I still keep working towards this thing or give this the final push that it needs without like completely burning myself out here? And I, I associate this card as well, just in my own interpretation with Chiron also, which is the wounded healer in astrology. It just really gives it, because there is like literally a wounded person here, um, I, I always have this little Chiron pull um, with this card. And Chiron, basically, it's a, an asteroid in astrology, and you can look to your Chiron, like look at the house that it's in, look at the sign that it's in. But what it indicates is where we have our greatest wounds in this life. Um, and the flip side of that being like, we're like we're always going to kind of be like working around these wounds. They're, they're always going to be in, we're always going to be in conversation with them in our lives. That's not to say we can't, you know, make them feel better and do things to really help them. But it, there will be like an echo of it. But it's also you know, where you can potentially help others the most if you're doing the work with your wound. Um, And so, yeah, I really think about that in terms of energetics with this card. You know, when we're in um, wands, it is about our vitality. It is about our, um, our energy and our creativity. And just knowing that you are capable of more than you realize when when we find ourselves in this in this card's energy and this is this is kind of the card for the uh, Sagittarius new moon that'll be coming up on December 12th so yeah like if you want to pull this card around that time and think a little bit about where you're at with the nine of wands energy that might be a nice nice way to work with this card but the just a couple of the questions um I had a for you to reflect on with this one is what wounds be them emotional or energetic or physical am i tending to right now you know what's coming up for you um and how can i give myself the care i need to keep going is there another way to keep going is there another path to take and what does that look like I'm writing these all out so I can um, share them in the show notes as well. Uh, Okay. And finally, we have our Ten of Wands, um, which is associated with Saturn in Sagittarius. And I actually pulled this card for the full moon, which we are under today as I'm recording this. We'll be a little past it uh, by Wednesday when this comes out. But... um, yeah, we see this person ha- carrying all of these wands, maximum wands. Sometimes it can just be like maximum energy, like we've we've reached our limit, right? Um, and 
they're kind of marching towards a, a town, but they're on their own. And, you know, of course, when we're dealing with our old buddy Saturn, it's always going to be about taking responsibility. So there's a lot around taking responsibility for all that you've taken on um, and coming face to face with all our obligations and the amount of endurance we may or may not have to tackle these obligations. Um, So it doesn't mean it's like, you better do these all, you know, like... But it is, it's like, okay, acknowledging, yeah, I took responsibility for this and now I have to take responsibility for that responsibility, you know, like, and we need to maybe assess our relationship to doing it all and doing it all in order to feel worthy or doing it all to chase a dopamine rush of accomplishment. And like, it really asks us you know, like this person looks like they're breaking their back here. They really need to put these all down. So the intention behind like putting them down is not necessarily to abandon them all, right? We're not saying like, you know, I'm exhausted. Fuck this. I'm out. Maybe we're saying that in this card, but it is just a matter of it's like, okay, putting all these things down and actually like parsing out, assessing what is worth my time and my energy and what am I carrying that I don't that isn't even mine to carry I I took this I took this burden on from my mom and I've been carrying it around since I was eight years old I gotta put this burden down you know just like leave that in the past and pick up these other burdens that I actually consciously chose or know that I can do or know that I have the capacity for it but it is just this indicator of like we are at capacity but that capacity point teaches us that we have an opportunity to you know illuminate what we actually want to give our energy towards um and yeah like what is actually worth it for us what is worth it for the people in our lives you know like and just picking up only the ones that are right for you right now and so yes we can be dealing with themes of overwhelm in this and just not enough energy for all the things that want or need your attention and so it's always a nice reminder you don't have to do it alone you can delegate you can outsource you can ask for help Um, And yeah, coming back to that, remembering and assessing your relationship to doing it all in order to feel worthy or in order to feel like, you know, you can do it the best, so you might as well do it. Uh, When we're at capacity like this, that's not going to work anymore, right? Um, So it's important to invite others in. Some questions you can ask yourself around this card. What is depleting your energy right now? What burdens... Are you still carrying around that aren't yours to carry? How do you want to use your vitality? Your energy is a valuable resource. That's another lesson of this card and we need to treat it as such. And finally, where can you ask for help? Um, So I hope these are helpful. Uh, That last one really feeling, you know, I think we had the sun in Sagittarius square to Saturn uh, a couple days ago 
Saturn is currently in Pisces and I was really feeling this 10 of wands energy. And so you might be feeling it too because it's in the air. But these are some great themes, ideas, questions, cards to go deeper with, explore on your own um, during this season, right? Because we are finishing out the year. We're looking, we're going into the winter solstice, um, looking to, you know, go into that rest and digest phase of the year a little bit. And yeah, like what, what do we need to like, what, what do we need to say like yes to and like push towards and find our flow and direction in? How can we kind of find a new pacing to that? And then also how can we also let some things go that aren't, are just kind of sucking our energy and aren't a priority right now. And in all of that, you know, we're doing the magic of temperance and the wheel of fortune and uh, hopefully creating some new magic by embracing all of these things and their complexity. So I hope this was helpful. I know this is a lot of, this is a lot of cards that we're going through, um, but I hope you can kind of see the connections there and find it helpful in exploring you know, your own journey with the tarot or Sagittarius energy in general. But um, please let me know if you have any questions about this or if there's something in these um, tarot, astro tarot episodes that you'd like me to talk more about. Um, I'd love, I'd love to hear from you. So with that, I will talk to you next week. Bye. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or throw us five stars. And if you'd like to book a reading with me or check out my workshops, you can find me at leahvandervelt.com. And you can support this podcast by joining my Substack. 